The Men's Room, a talk sport podcast in partnership with Toolstation. From masculinity to mental health, friendship to fatherhood, join Tom Skinner and Neil Razor Ruddock for the podcast that gets to the nuts and bolts of what it really means to be a man. Listen and follow now via your preferred podcast portal. The Men's Room, in partnership with Toolstation. Save 5% on everything you need for a whole month with the new Toolstation Club. Join today online, in-store or via the app. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever the mission, home or away, Enterprise helps over 120,000 people every day. With vans of all shapes and sizes, if you have a plan, Enterprise has a van. No matter if you need to rent for an hour, a day, a week or longer, Enterprise offers great rates for you or your business. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. This is TalkSport Daily. Happy Friday, gang. I am Jordan Jarrett running or listening to the final TalkSport Daily podcast of the week. It's the last one, guys, the last one. Coming up today, we've got another great clash between Jamie O'Hara and another TalkSport pundit on Liverpool. Simon Jordan rants about the potential pay-per-view cost to watch the big fight between Anthony Joshua and Tyson Fury, as well as the Calcutta Cup Six Nations preview with Eddie Jones. But we begin today's poddy. Poddy? Who else is poddy? With the fallout from Chelsea beating Spurs with the reaction on the sports bar on TalkSport. Three defeats on the bounce now for Spurs. Chelsea move up to sixth, four points behind Liverpool in fourth. It's finished at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Tottenham nil, Chelsea won. What made the difference was that penalty. The first half was their half and the second half was our half. In the second half, the game was, uh, was turned around. They were the team that had the low block. They were the team that was just playing in Counter-attack, long passes and counter-attack. You had the lawnmower in the background. Might as well interview the lawnmower. Would have given you a better assessment of the game. When he's saying we never had a problem, they had a bit of a low block, then we would have better in the second half, they were better in the first half. Spurs couldn't have been any worse in the second half than they were in the first. So mm. they did improve in the second half. And we were the team that dominated, pressed it higher, tried harder create the best chance to equalise in the, in the end. So for me, uh, that's basically what happened. I actually think he's actually taken a mickey out of Spurs fan. Because does he think that Spurs fans listen to that and just go, yeah, you just watch the same game as me, Jose? That's, that's treating the Spurs fans as if they're stupid. What actually are we? Because we're not very good defensively, clearly, because we've conceded in the last five games. This is the end of Mourinho, because where do you really see him going from here? You cannot ask defensive players defend for 90 minutes and not expect an individual mistake when all your backline are doing is defending constantly. They have no outlet. They have no break. Do you want him to go? He should have already been in Daniel's boardroom and the conversation should already be done. Players like managers where players you have potential, then you reach your potential, then you have probably four, five, six years if you're lucky where you're at your peak and then you just start coming down. I think Mourinho was just starting coming down from his peak at Manchester United, managed to win a couple of trophies and he's further down now. He's virtually back at uh, base camp. Finished Tottenham nil, Chelsea won, and Thomas Tuchel has won his first London derby and remains unbeaten since taking over at Chelsea. We had uh, we dominated the first half completely. Unfortunately, we we lacked a bit of precision and determination, aggressiveness in the box. 
Otherwise, we could have scored uh, maybe a second goal and, and decide the game earlier. We couldn't finish them today, so in the end you have to suffer because it's necessary to suffer if, if uh, an evening is like this and we get a deserved win and we are super happy with that. Now, Tottenham's Gareth Bell was an unused sub against Chelsea, but earlier on TalkSport, the former Crystal Palace owner, Simon Jordan, had a B, a big, big yellow B in his body about the Welsh wizard. This is Simon emphatically hijacking a conversation about Deli Ali to get some deep bell frustrations off his chest. I think Gareth Bale and what's happening with him at Tottenham is scandalous. You know, we've listened to, for two years, this outrageous, unfair treatment of him in Real Madrid and how he has won the Champions League for Real Madrid, which is a matter of fact, and how he has put in stellar performances, but yet Zidane marginalises him. And we have this absolute clamour of excitement for him coming back to play for Tottenham. Well, and it is was, an yeah. absolute damp squib. He's been back for eight months. Gareth Bale was poor the other day against Brighton. He's a country mile off, and I don't want to make everything about money, but there has to be a point where people are paid what they're worth and ultimately they're worth what they're paid. This player will be had up under the Trade Descriptions Act. You know, he's not fit for purpose. And you look at it and say, he should be able to slot into this side to be able to provide solutions, and he is a mile off. It's not good enough and it should be called out. It's been a bad night for Gareth Bale, hauled off after an hour and had little influence on the game. I remember Gareth Bale because he made, I think, one of his very early games for Southampton against Palace. And I was told about this 17-year-old wonder kid. He came on and hit a free kick for about 35 yards and then he took the goalkeeper in the back of the net with it. And I just looked at wow, there's a player. And of course he's gone on to be a player, but come on now, look at this. This is not right. There's something that's not right here. Are we going to look in retrospect and say, well, that goes back? Yes, it, indeed it is. Form is temporary, but his, his form isn't temporary. His form is now permanent. This is supposed to be a world-beating footballer. Even if he's operating at 60% of the Gareth Bale that we once knew because of the physicality and injuries he's had, he should be able to get in that Tottenham side or in and around it when, when called upon. He's a mile off, isn't he? And don't forget that Tottenham's next match is live on Sunday on Talk Sports in the Premier League as they take on the Baggies West Brom. Come on, West Brom, at home. The coverage gets underway from 11 in the morning. Now, in yesterday's podcast, you might remember that Jason Cundy, our very own Jason Cundy, said this about Liverpool. Shocking. Let's have it right now about Klopp. We've given him praise. That is a disgrace. Well, we'll get the take of Adrian Durham and former Reds defender Mark Lawrenson on that shock defeat to Brighton. But this is Jamie O'Hara responding to Jason Cundy. Cundy's out of order in terms of what what he was saying. You can you can tell why he's on the sports bar, can't you? <laughs> Look, I mean Liverpool are dead on their feet, in my opinion. I think you, I said it a few weeks ago when they had that poor sort of run over the Christmas period, and then all of a sudden they picked up again, and you think, right, they're back, they're, they're back in business. Mo Salah again, almost a lazy swing of that magic wand of a left foot. Liverpool have seven. Where they've played at such a high level for, for two seasons and they, they've been in incredible form. This season where they've just had injuries after injuries and I just feel like it's took its toll and then games at home where they used to just blitz teams four or five, they just seem to like lack an edge and they just lack that sort of final push to keep going to play at that relentless level. Last night was just really, really strange. They played like a bunch of strangers in all honesty and you know, hardly created too much, which is most unusual for them. What I'm looking 
looking at here is an arrogance, I think, from from Liverpool as a football club that they felt they didn't need to sign a centre-back early in the window, so they didn't bother. They waited until the last day to bring in two. One of them was available last night, and Jurgen Klopp got arrogant because he thought, I know, I'll leave him on the bench. I can afford to have Henderson still in the in the back four. Liverpool defence was undecided, but uh, Steven Alzate wasn't, and he managed to force the ball across the line and into the back of the net. No, put Henderson in midfield where he belongs, where you need a spine. Your spine has gone with Van Dijk gone and Fabinho out mm. and Henderson out of the midfield. Your spine has gone. Stick him in midfield. Stick a centre-back at centre-back. I know it's revolutionary, but try that. You're putting too much pressure on any one of those or two or three of those three superstars up front to score goals. And when the pressure's on them, sometimes it's just too much. Now, who wants to spend £40 to watch Tyson Fury and Anthony Joshua fight when it happens? Well, former world champion Darren Barker has told TalkSport that he supports the reported costs as both deserve a big payday. However, Simon Jordan was less than convinced. There seems to be this default setting that we have to universally accept that both of these fighters have got to get £100 million each. Right? That's been mm. advanced by the promoters, has to be £100 million each. Right? And the reality of it is, is that because of Joshua's profile in America... Andy Ruiz at Madison Square Garden! They can't sell the pay-per-view in America the way they could do perhaps with Tyson Fury or other fighters. So they're looking at a quantity of pay-per-views. So rather than get the quantity, what they do is, is they up the price by the best part of 50% to make sure that the two fighters must get this universally accepted that we've all accepted they must get £100 million each. I'm the cash cow in the world and everybody wants to fight the Gypsy King. I don't blame them. I think you have to work out the reasons why they would be asking £40 and if they're asking for £40 to generate more money which means the fight will happen then I would be happy to pay it. These guys deserve big money. They want to earn millions and millions and if it means that we might have to pay a bit more as spectators for the fight to happen, then I would pay it. In the States, when HBO used to do their box office, they were paying like $70, etc. I'm a boxing fan. I'm a boxing purist. You know, like Spencer, we're working class people. But the thing is, I love, I love the big fights. And if it means I will see that fight, then I guess I would pay it. Hold on a second. Is, aren't these two... Great British fighters that are supposed to represent something. Don't we look at this and go, why is it the fans' incumbent responsibility to have to pay 40, 50% more because you can't sell the fight to get the pay per view views that you want to give the 100 million each that they must have? Now you can't sell it because of the timing. So, sod that, the average fan can pay an extra 40% more. That's the part that really gets up my nose. Now, the Six Nations begins tomorrow with a historic clash between England and Scotland. It's the big one, come on, England, taking place at Twickenham. We'll get the take of former England captain Lewis Moody, as well as the current England skipper, Owen Farrell. But first, this is head coach Eddie Jones on what he's expecting in the Calcutta Cup. You look at the history of 150 years between England and Scotland. Yeah, the games tend to go down to the last 20 minutes, and we understand it's going to be a tough affair they openly said it's the most important game of the year for them you know they want to win trophies so they carry all that expectation in the game but we'll be ready for them um, we're looking forward to it mate the language that he uses i think is 
I think is really interesting from a fan point of view that I am now mm. um, because, you know, he, he has utter belief in his team and, you know, he just, he thinks there is no reason that England shouldn't go out and win every competition, which is almost, people have called England arrogant for, for years, haven't they? You know, for as long as I can remember, especially all the home nation. <laughs> A tough game. They're a good, good team. Dangerous, um, not just in broken field, but at moving the ball as well. But they've got an edge to them up front, and, and we're going to have to make sure that we're at our best, and we're looking to bring the best out of ourselves, mainly. Southampton boss Ralph Hasenhutl has been speaking ahead of their match against Newcastle. He spoke about the midweek spanking, absolute tonking they got from Manchester United compared to the 9-0 drumming last season against Leicester. It's different than at the time where we lost the first time in in this uh, with this Israel because there we were definitely a team. Sorry that I say this, but it were yeah, it was it was nothing. It was, we were, we had no plan, we had no identity, no philosophy at that moment. We, we were wobbling around, and uh, this is not a team that I've seen in 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 this season so far. Rolls it in and gets number seven for Manchester United against nine man Southampton. I don't want to resign my contract uh, after this game. The opposite is. Although it's a tough situation, I enjoy my job even more here and I know I'm in the right club and um, thank you for all of this. The England v India's Test Series is already underway, live and exclusive on TalkSport 2, with advert-free ball-by-ball action from 3.45 in the morning each day of the match. It's Captain Joe Root's 100th Test and three members of our commentary team, Darren Goff, Steve Harmison and Kevin Peterson, have all paid tribute to the England skipper. It was the 2012 tour that he made his debut and uh, he, I was batting in Nagpur and he walked out to bat and he said to me, all right, lad, what's happening? I was like, right, okay, where do I start here? Do I just let him bat? I actually had nothing to say to him apart from, right, uh, I think we should just bat here, boss. So he had that confidence and he had that now around his game, but also that determination and that will to practice the right stuff. Great player, great human being, and I think he's going to be a great captain. Um, and I've said it from the start, and there's been a lot of criticism of Joe. Proud of him, is a Yorkshireman, absolutely superb. Charging any bowls, and Root goes back, and he edges the ball to the third man boundary. Little leap in the air, a big punch of the right arm and fist. What a fantastic young man that kid is. I first met him as a 19-year-old. He comes from a wonderful family. This is our England captain. He is the best ambassador, along with Sir Alistair Cook before him, that England have got. And, and, and fingers crossed that he does have a good series because yeah, he deserves it. 100 test matches is no mean feat. And don't forget that Talk Sports following on podcast will feature a review of all the action and exclusive on-field interviews at the close of play each day. And we finished the podcast with Alan Brazil being compared to a character in Family Guy, obviously. But first, it's Jamie O'Hara claiming he got stopped and asked for an autograph because someone thought he was a famous actor. I got stopped once at a red carpet event in Leicester Square. I was red going carpet, to. Red carpet, you must yeah, It was one of them. Who was, who was a superstar? Get off that, you were aware. <laughs> it's one of them Z list events that I used to go to, you know? <laughs> Someone stopped me and thought I was Ewan McGregor and asked me to sign one of his pictures. <laughs> what? McGregor! <laughs> I was. I signed, I signed it, Ewan, on it. <laughs> Was that a red carpet event or was it something like a, a, a place like Moulin Rouge? <laughs> Brazil's uh, Peter Griffin, isn't he, from Family Guy? Who's Peter Griffin? <laughs> Who's that? 
<laughs> hey, hold on a minute. I've got popular <laughs> Jalen Eckert here, Ali. You don't know who Peter oh. Griffin is? <laughs> no. <laughs> I give up with you. Peter Big Griffin. Old family P- guy. Peter like Griffin. <laughs> I like that. Peter Griffin. How <laughs> <laughs> about you, Luke? Don't forget that tomorrow, Saturday, or game day as we know it here, we've got loads of live football action across the TalkSport network, including the early kickoff is Aston Villa versus Arsenal in the Premier League on TalkSport. Coverage gets underway at 11am. That's followed by game day live with Adrian Durham for all the goals as they go in from the Premier League and the EFL. At 5.30, it's Fulham versus West Ham. And then in the 8pm kickoff, it's Manchester United versus Everton in the Premier League. And that's the TalkSport exclusive. Thanks for listening on ACAR, Spotify, Apple Pods, or wherever you get your podcast these days. I've been Jordan Jarrett Bryan. I hope you've enjoyed my debut on today's edition. There'll be another one of these TalkSport daily poddies. We've got to use that word poddies. Out first thing Monday morning. Until then, in the words of Andy Goldstein, be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from TalkSport. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever your mission, home or away, don't delay. Enterprise has the vehicle for the job. Rent from the best lineup in the UK. With over 450 branches, Enterprise has what your business needs. From compact three-door cars to spacious SUVs and people carriers to vans, they offer a large range of reliable vehicles perfect for the job. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. The Men's Room, a talk sport podcast in partnership with Toolstation. From masculinity to mental health, friendship to fatherhood. Join Tom Skinner and Neil Razor Ruddock for the podcast that gets to the nuts and bolts of what it really means to be a man. Listen and follow now via your preferred podcast portal. The Men's Room, in partnership with Toolstation. Save 5% on everything you need for a whole month with the new Toolstation Club. Join today online, in-store or via the app.